Welcome to Much More Much Year with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. Guys, I am here with Anna Tierney. We're going to be talking a little bit about Three Pines because it's an incredible show that is on Amazon Prime. The latest episode will drop tomorrow and then you can stream them all. This is a really cool show. Let me jump in. This is a really cool show and no pun intended because there are some snowy uh, situations, but it's very aesthetically pleasing it's visually pleasing the dialogue is it it sparks I mean everything about it unless for some reason you don't like entertaining visually pleasing smart. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is an incredible show tell me you play the part of Clara Morrow I actually spoke to your on-screen husband the other night no. uh, Yes, he plays the part of Peter Morrow. And we talked a little bit about what I thought was just my perceived notions, but he kind of told me, yeah, that is what Peter is doing to Clara. So you are this artist, an incredibly talented artist on the show who may or may not know more than she's letting on. You guys will have to watch it. (laughs) And Peter, your husband on the show, he's got this passive aggressive, jealous, envy of your talent would that be an accurate description yes he does he does although they have a funny kind of uh two two sides to their coin I guess in their relationship and on the one hand he loves Clara he's really proud of her he's also I think really inspired by her and this is something that you see in the novels um and it grows kind of throughout the novel series and uh, in the show, especially, we really see the other side, particularly in the first uh, episodes, um, and then we kind of see it develop, but we see the other more jealous side um, that wants to kind of hold her back and stop her from being the brilliant artist that she can be. And yeah, I was chatting with Julian earlier today on, a, on an interview, and um, it was it was fun to talk about that dynamic. And I think, you know, we both hope that more of their kind of loving, gentle side will keep um, coming across as the series goes on and if it goes to a season two. Um, But right now, yeah, we're seeing a lot of the dark and, um, you know, I think I think it's something really relatable to like I've definitely been in relationships and, and friendships even where that jealousy is is kind of at the forefront and you kind of dim your light. So as not to create any friction. Um, And also because you hope that it's not true that they want to do that to you. And I think, you know, as as functioning as our relationships can be, I think that there is always um, a bit of that sometimes. And and it's just that hope, I think, that Clara has that it will change and that he will... um, that he won't be so jealous, I suppose. Julian said something interesting. He said he thought that Peter was surprised sometimes at his jealousy. Like he Mm. he does love Clara. He really, he does. But he said maybe perhaps there was something in his past that made him act like this because he felt like sometimes Peter will act a certain way and then be like, oh, whoa, where did that come from? Which is not to get a deep dive into the human psyche, but I think that mm-hmm. really is, I think 
everybody can relate to thinking something, saying something, doing something, and immediately regretting it and being like, whoa, I did not realize I was such an asshole. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think we are surprised by our own behavior sometimes. Absolutely. And this show is all about the light and the dark, you know, that you can't, you can never have one without the other. And, and I think characters like Clara and Inspector Gamash played by Alfred Molina, you know, they, they really look for the good in people and lead with that first. But um, yeah, we all have that dark side to us. And like you said, we can surprise ourselves with those nasty things that can come out and yeah it's it's deep rooted and I, and I think you know for for Julian's character Peter I, I I can imagine him being surprised by those feelings and I'm sure it's all to do with his family and never being kind of thought of as any kind of favorite and always being thought of as the the loser or the black sheep essentially um so yeah I think it's it's deep rooted yeah. well I can without saying too much I can very much relate to that feeling to feeling like the outsider to feeling like oh my god I almost cried to feeling like never being enough mm -hmm. and I honestly this is a television show but for anybody who's in this situation that uh Peter in the show is in or that you might personally be in it is okay to cut off toxic people whether they're your family, whether they're your friends, whether they're someone you're dating or even married to, it is okay for your own mental health. All right, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think it's important to, to talk about these things. And if we don't take a, a moment to say, just so you know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Those moments I think are really important. And I, and, and I also think you get a, a lot of those in, in the show, in the moments where Inspector Gamache is, is talking maybe with his, uh, with his right-hand man, Jean-Guy Beauvoir, he's having problems in his marriage. And, you know, we, we see them have like a really honest, loving conversation where he's, he offers him some advice and says, you know, I think, I think you should talk to, you know, your wife, Enid, um, or there's another scene where Gamash's wife says, I think, you know, maybe you should see a therapist. And it's like, wow, that's so refreshing, actually, to see that in TV, these kind of loving, candid moments, and we then get to go, oh, yeah, maybe I can, maybe I can do that. Absolutely. Uh, for I mean, first of all, there is representation in the show already, but you're absolutely right. Some shows like to have like an Inspector Gamache and it's just like strong, gets the job done. Mm -hmm. He's got a wife, kids. Does he have a dog? I want to know. And Three Pines tells you this stuff. And you're right about like, there's these little, it's very thoughtful. Mm -hmm. There seems like a very um, intentional thoughtfulness went into it. It's like, we're not just, and it, I, it has to go right back to the author of the books. I mean, she put this in and each, or was it every two episodes is, is one book. So yeah. you have dense a lot of these feelings and this dialogue and these subtle little things. And it still comes across as amazing. It doesn't, you don't feel cheated. I think that's incredible. Speaking of Inspector Gamache, you get the call from your agent or your manager and you're like, hey, there's a show. Alfred Molina is the lead you want to get on and you're like hell yeah 
<laughs> oh, I wish it would be as easy as someone just calling me up and saying, do you want to do it? But <laughs> no, we found out later on, I think, actually, who who Inspector Gamash would be. That was sort of tightly under wraps until, until you know, m- after the audition process and after finding out that that I got the part. Um, and that was a really pleasant, pleasant bit of news to get, you know, because it's it's the lead role, Inspector Gamash, you want him to be right. You want him to ref- be reflect what you have in the novels and you want him to be able to lead a show and, and also be an actor who will be invested in this show that has so much thoughtfulness and care going into it. And so as soon as I heard that it was Alfred, I was very, very pleased. Well, my God, that's a that's a tip of a hat to the to the the subject matter. That's a tip of the hat to the script, to the the stories, you know, to the books. To be like, this is so great. I don't care who, <laughs> I don't care who else is in it. I want to be in it. And to have something so substantial and something so exciting that don't tell me anymore. I'm here. I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> And then they tell you that you get to film in, you know, the wilds of Canada. So, you know, hello. (laughs) I know. I was thrilled about that. When I was reading the scripts, I was just imagining myself as Clara in the woods, you know, living this artistic dream and and sort of thinking (laughs) that almost imagining myself actually doing it and then having to remind myself that that's just going to be the character on set doing it but I was really fantasizing about this this character and her life and and really relating to it and wanting to be there (laughs) I can just see like your partner comes home and you've bought chickens and you're like I don't have to shave my legs anymore because I live in the woods (laughs) 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 we're still here that's right (laughs) And Three Pines, I said it before, is so gorgeous. And it's this tiny little town. And something that uh, we spoke about before was that close-knit community, as well as, you know, I guess it's protecting each other through whether it's good or bad. You know everyone. You look at the bartender and go, he could have killed somebody. The, the bookstore owner, and you're like, oh, she definitely, she definitely could have killed somebody. Yeah. But you're also, all the characters are, they're so genuine. They're so likable mm-hmm. that you, the character really has to do something that you're like, hey, now, wait a dang minute. Uh, the episode with the bear is probably one of my favorites. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just, you think that these, not mousy people, well, okay, the mousy character, you know, maybe the, the underestimated character, mm-hmm. better watch back. And that's what I love about the show. You know, you can't tell. You can't tell who's going to be the bad guys. Absolutely. And there's so many, there's so many characters in the village of Three Pines, you know, and, and, and in the novels, you obviously, you get to know them in maybe more detail than we do in this first season. But I think it's important that we can look at any one of these characters and think, you know, who are they? What have they done? Are they the murderer? You know? Yeah. There's nothing I hate more. Well, no. I do. I hate, but there's a really big pet peeve. I hate when I say that because no, I'm like, no, I hate racism. You know, I hate hate other things too. Yeah. (laughs) Is when you're reading a book or you're watching a film or TV show and you're like, I already know, 
why am I going to waste any more time on it? Because I've already figured it out. You gave it away. Yes, of course it was the butler for crying out loud. You know, it's the pines. It's like, it could have been the bear. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totally. I, I, I agree. I think, um, I think it's important to feel like, yes, maybe you can guess a little, um, but, uh, yeah that it doesn't give give all of its secrets away and I think and it, and it tries to go in a few different different uh territories as well and different genres almost so it it, it really I, I found it so appealing to watch back for the first time I, I feel like it has a really unique voice in that kind of murder mystery crime genre it it, it seems to have found its own path through and I think it's really entertaining and the murders themselves I don't want to sound like a psychopath but they're very imaginative oh yeah you know know, like get bonked in the head and thrown in an icy river you know it's like no electrocuted at a curling game you know it's It's just that's all down to Louise Penny. I mean, you know, in every book there is there is a new a new murder or a new mystery that that happens. And um yeah, she doesn't want she doesn't want it to be the same thing that happened last time. And she talks about that a lot. You know, she wants to be able to surprise her readers and and really bring a lot of imagination into her stories and and so I think our uh, writer for our screen version, Amelia de Girolamo, she had a really fun time adapting those and, and then putting her own spin on it. I mean, can you imagine? I always say that, and writers will always say this as well. It's like, put your enemies in your book or in your script and kill them off. Because <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh God, I'm going to put my ex-husband in here. <laughs> you know it's like you're all getting eaten by a monster forget about it <laughs> absolutely write what you know you know just just put it all in there that's what they say <laughs> it's incredible and it, it's released weekly which I think was awesome a lot of us probably don't like that we like to stream we like to binge I have five minutes before I logged in I was in the middle of binging a show but <laughs> what show are you binging it is called, it's on Netflix. It's like amazing vacation rentals or something. It's these three friends. They go to, <laughs> oh, I listen, I'm living vicariously. I'm vacationing vicariously. <laughs> is this oh, like I- a real life, uh, like reality TV show? It's like three friends and I'm sure Netflix paid them for it, but they go to different places. Like the one before this was tree houses. I'm like, I want to go. Oh, I love it. Yes. But like, God, I mean, I streamed, what I streamed the oh, DMZ, the I've streamed Three Pines. Hello. Is <laughs> <laughs> the final episodes? Um, what did I stream? Oh, I like reality TV a little bit. I don't like scripted reality TV, but I love RuPaul's Drag Race. I love uh, Queer Eye yeah. for the, you know, things like that. Oh yeah, very heartwarming or very yeah. colorful and fun. Yeah transformative like my ex-husband's like why do you watch drag race why do you watch I'm like you don't understand the changes they're transforming they're changing and the queer I forget about it it's the house it's your your wardrobe it's your you know your grooming it's like you learn how to cook why would I not watch this (laughs) it's so lovely I love that show absolutely I will ask you what I asked Julian and and let me tell you that he stammered and stuttered and he couldn't come up with anything oh no (laughs) 
of amazing shows. What, aside from Three Pines, what's the coolest, newest show that you've just watched? Has to be The White Lotus for me. I'm, yeah. Have you seen it? Yes, both seasons. So good. I mean, (laughs) funny and the kind of upstairs, downstairs, like how the other half, how the rich other half live and and how they're treating people at these four, five-star hotels. I mean, yeah, it's just incredible. And Mike White as a creator, writer, director is is someone who I would love, love, love to work with. I just think he's he's so much fun and they clearly get so much uh, potential for um, improvising and playing around on set. So it seems like a dream. I watched the first season. I didn't know anything about it, but I love HBO Max because you find the strangest things on it. And I was like, what is that? Oh, Jennifer Coolidge. I love her. So yeah. I watched it and I was like, this is really good. This yeah. is this is a train wreck, but I'm loving this. And then I saw there was a season two, but this is another one that was episodic release. It was a weekly release. Yeah. HBO t- do that, I think, with most of their most of their stuff. And it's like old school TV. And I like it. I think it's a good, good way to do it because you would just you just watch it all otherwise and then you've got nothing to look forward to (laughs) (laughs) that's what I did (laughs) but because I caught it after the season one was finished and there was only a couple of season two I was like what's this what the heck is this where's the rest but when oh my god episode one of season two and I, I apologize in advance but Theo James you saw his junk I was like (laughs) it's a prosthetic apparently it's not real allegedly (laughs) but I was like oh you have my attention (laughs) yeah yeah really filled the uh, screen space didn't it (laughs) season not to go off but the second season was strange because at first I was a little discombobulated because I didn't know that it was going to be like in a different town country you know I was like what is going on year and to the speaking of theo james to see theo james being a dick excuse me but being a jerk Hmm. i was not who he is he's a time traveler what are we doing (laughs) oh is that is that another show that he's done yes oh my god it's called the um the time time traveler's wife is that it i think it's also an age go max but it's very good and you get to see his butt a lot okay okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like a little what's he called theo james theo james bingo but but <laughs> allegedly but, so what is going what's going coming up next for you we're hoping we got fingers crossed for season two of three pines but what else you got going on yeah Definitely hoping for a season two. Um, personal projects. Um, I've got a writing project with another actor, a friend of mine. Um, we're writing a comedy that's uh, set in the UK and it's about a very niche hobby. I won't give away too many details because it's a very kind of niche niche thing and I uh, don't want don't to release too much into the world just yet, but we're developing that. Um, so that should be fun. Uh, very, very different tone to Three Pines. And um, 
aside from you know the film and tv projects i've also i've just launched a pottery business i got really big into pottery this year and um i have uh, my my business launched just yesterday it's called spell jar pottery and yeah i make pieces with a focus on joy and ritual and a little bit of magic i like kind of witchy things so yeah just just release that so I'll be working on that next year as well I'm, I'm living my life as as my character now I've become the artist oh no life yeah. is art that's incredible so I'm sorry what was it called spell jar spell jar pottery yeah please feel free to share it far and wide is there a website is it spelljarpottery.com okay yeah. awesome. yeah and can are you on social media are you on instagram twitter things like that yeah i'm on i'm on twitter as anna tierney and instagram as anna tierney plus a few extra Ys. <laughs> someone got my name first um <laughs> so i'm on there and then the uh, pottery biz is on there as well yeah i did about that for you because is that something that the that was always uh, a love or a joy but like the pandemic did that like jumpstart that uh, a little bit, yeah. Last this this last year, really. I um my partner bought me as a gift of some pottery classes, and I've always been very artistic. And my mum's an artist, and my sister too, and she's a jeweler actually. And um, and so I I've always been really good at kind of artistic things, but never you know fell in love with it in a way that made me want to do that all the time and then I when I discovered pottery it was like whoa mm -hmm. and I got what they call the pottery bug and um just became really obsessed with it because it's such a unique and um multi-dimensional art form there's so many different directions you can go with it so it's really easy to become obsessed with all of the different forms and clays and glazes that it's kind of endless the possibilities and so it became something that I was I was kind of obsessive about and then I got my first big commission with a a, a restaurant in Toronto called Bellwoods Brewery which are really fantastic kind of world famous brewery and and um they asked me to make vases and candle holders for the space and we just we just launched them in the space yesterday so yeah now I have a question do, do you think that your partner got you the pottery lessons in the hopes of reenacting that whole Demi Moore, Patrick <laughs> situation? I mean, are you in danger, girl? <laughs> well, when you take a class together, it's not just you and your partner, you know, it's you with, uh, you know, is seven other strangers and a teacher. So you can't really, can't really get down like that. Yeah. <laughs> understand I have I cannot draw I do not say that I can't do something unless I have really tried it so I will tell you I cannot draw I cannot sew uh I can't do art <laughs> I can't I can I sing with enthusiasm but not talent but when I was growing up my mom worked in a ceramic shop a little bit different than pottery but there's something about the sm the smell of the slip the clay you know the smell of the kiln baking it it's just it's magical, honestly. That's such a nice thing. You have like a sense memory and it's attached to your mother. And well, funnily enough, I discovered, my mum told me after I was getting into pottery, she was like, you know, when, before my grandmother passed away, my mum asked her, what would you have wanted to do if you weren't a teacher? 
and she had said she would wanted to have become a potter and I had no idea and that she also told me that my great-grandfather built kilns so it was like whoa I started this journey and I had no idea that it was that somewhere in my family you know I mean it's more than like DNA it's spirit it's that that spirit that just came passed down to you and you're like I'm gonna do this why do I love I don't care but why do I love it so much and to find out that there's a family background after the fact that's so good that's magic (laughs) there you go it's magical definitely I believe (laughs) well everybody needs to check out spelljarpottery.com follow you on Instagram and Twitter and watch three pines tomorrow Tomorrow's Friday already. Holy cow. It's almost Christmas. Yikes. (laughs) I'm listen, I am not a big fan of the holidays. I have um, holiday trauma, but my ex-husband is taking my boys to his families and I am going to, I'm going to binge watch shows, (laughs) watch television and nap and I'll be happy as a clam. But for everybody out there that does enjoy the holidays, whatever you celebrate, have a happy one. That's all I can say. <laughs> exactly. You got to just take care of yourself. It's a weird time of year and it's not always the best time of year for everyone. And uh yeah, it's important. I thought I, won. I thought I was a weirdo. But then somebody on Twitter said something about holiday trauma and I'm like, "Oh my god. You too? There's two of us now." But of course. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're really lucky if, you know, it all kind of runs smoothly and you just can't have too many expectations I think at this time of year you just gotta be together be kind to each other it's not all about the gifts it's about how you spend time with each other and and that's what you got to focus on I think I'm just excited that my kids are at the age where we can buy what they need (laughs) not what they want so awesome well you have a wonderful one and thank you so much for joining me I hope we can talk again about your niche little project when it's further along into production absolutely thank you so much it was so nice chatting with you you too anna have a wonderful night okay all right take care bye bye bye